House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. The writer is Brian Whitney. How are you doing, Brian? Good. Thanks for having me on, you guys. So now, um, now for, let's just start out basically. An incel mass murderer. So what is an incel? Well, an incel is, uh, is short for the involuntarily celibate, um, which, which means just as it sounds. Or they're, most incels, if not all, true incels believe there can't be any female incels. Um, most of them don't even believe there can be any homosexual incels. It's, it's a straight male that's never had sex. So that's basically, and there's, there's huge subcultures right now, like out there, like that have different websites and chat rooms where incels gather together and talk about their plight. But, but okay, so I'm confused. So now they say I can never have sex. Is that why they have never had? They have never had sex. Like that's the first thing, um, of course, is that they have never had sex. But yes, it's also that they feel that they will basically never have sex um, and for a variety of reasons. And they dislike men also who they feel do have a lot of sex, who they refer to as chads. Um, and, and again, they, they, they sort of support, it's kind of as a support group at first, but it, it formed into something a lot more odd and different over the years. Yeah. Well, you know, but I'm just trying to get this because if, you know, we talk about Elliot Roger and he's kind of um, mm -hmm. the person in your book. Um, right. And he's considered, you say, he considers himself to be intelligent, uh, refined, yes. handsome, fashionable right. and charming, yet women pay no attention to him. See, that, that in itself doesn't make sense because if there's a good looking, smart, handsome man that dresses well right. and, and is well groomed and he walks through them all, you know, girls are going to check him out. And he would walk through the mall a lot, <laughs> wanting <laughs> girls to um, wanting girls to check him out. So he he thinks that women are just drawn to thought. He's he's not alive anymore. He thought that women were just drawn to what he would call obnoxious brutes, um, the lower levels of society, um, the type of men that would pick on him, of course, when he was growing up, um, and that women don't like. Um, refined gentlemen such as himself. They like idiotic men, macho, stupid men, basically. Wow. Um, so I'm still, I'm still kind of not getting why he wouldn't search out the right woman. Well, he's, okay, so he and incels in general are a little bit different because a lot of incels, they don't consider themselves handsome. Um, they don't think that they're good-looking. They feel that they don't have a girlfriend purely because of those two things. Elliot, the weird thing about Elliot, well, there's a lot of weird things about Elliot, but one of the weird things about him, he never actually approached any woman. Like, he he just would kind of, like, walk around, look at women in his expensive sunglasses and expect them to come up to him. That's one. But two, he also only wanted to have a very beautiful, beautiful he always wanted to say blonde, but a beautiful blonde woman. So in reality, if an average-looking woman or even an above-average-looking woman approached him, he probably wouldn't have been interested. So he was—he thought that he should have had 
you know, the most beautiful woman in the world, and he never even had a girlfriend or, or had sex, and he became angry about these things. There's a lot of misfiring synapses going on in his brain, obviously. This isn't, like, really a normal thing for anyone to think, but that is the way he thought. Uh, did anyone show him how to use Tinder? Or? <laughs> no, I mean, well, so this was this, <laughs> this happened in 2014, and he didn't do Tinder. What he would do is he he would put up YouTube videos of himself, like driving an expensive car with, with, with music in the background to kind of show people how attractive and cool he was, and then people would kind of laugh at them, and then he'd get really he'd get really angry. Is kind of how that went. Mm. So now, what? So, but his intention when he put those videos up was to attract a woman, wasn't it? Or uh... yeah, it was. But but in real life, he he didn't have any friends at all, um, zero. Um, he he didn't have any sort of even social acquaintances, and he would just kind of hide in his room and occasionally just drive his car around or sit outside on a bench and um, wait for. Uh, you know, a woman to approach him because he was so handsome and refined and so on and so forth. Well, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> How'd it work out for you? It, it hasn't. <laughs> I've got two dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so, like, uh, okay. So um, what do these groups do? Like you say that there's groups. So he joins uh, other incels, as he calls himself. And what do they talk about in their groups, do you know? Well, he, yeah, I do, but two, two parts, though. So he honestly really didn't do much of that. Like, he he would get online, and he would, he would um, there were, like, these pickup artist sites, and he would get on those, and he would kind of troll them and say mean things to them and so on and so forth. So he wasn't really involved with other insults so much. He wasn't really involved with anybody. But nowadays, yes, they, there's one called incels.co, which is the biggest one. I interviewed the the person that, that runs that site for the book, actually. And that one's just, it's a very active site. They were kicked off Reddit. They used to be on Reddit, but they were kicked off because of um, threatened violence and misogyny and things of that nature. And if you get kicked off Reddit, then it's pretty um, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you know, so they, they started their own website. There's a, there's a few, but this is the most popular one. And there's, there's just a variety of posts about, you know, about how awful women are, about how they can never get laid. They call Elliot Rogers, some of them call Elliot Rogers St. Elliot. Um, and they, they talk about, like, you know, when they talk about getting violent because of what they perceive the world has done to them, they call it going ER, which is Elliot Rogers' initials are ER, obviously. So um, it's a weird place. The Southern Poverty Law Center have, um, have called them out as, like, alt-right um hate group um so they're they're they say some pretty weird things mostly obviously against women wow so let's talk about this uh elliot roger what did he uh plan on doing and and why well he was a very briefly i mean he was a very very shy kid um he was picked on and, you know, he kept kind of thinking that if he just had a girlfriend, that everything would be better and, and so on and so forth. But he never had a girlfriend all through junior high and high school. And he went to college um, in Santa Barbara. And uh, he thought then that he was definitely going to find a girlfriend because he was in, in college. And then that didn't happen. So then 
as time went on, he became more and more isolated and just did talking about um, doing what he called his day of retribution, where he would um, get back on everybody, get back at everybody who had um, wronged him, men and women, um, over the years, and kill all sorts of people, which he ended up following through on, and he ended up killing six people in the, what's known as the Isla Vista Massacre in 2014. So now, so uh, he wanted to kill both men and women. So which men w was he after? Well, he wanted to kill... <laughs> this is like such a bizarre thing to even talk about in this in this concept. And I remember when I did the Magnata show, like I, I giggled a few times. So I don't think that this stuff is funny, but it's so bizarre. <laughs> so he wanted, he wanted to kill um, the beautiful woman that had spurned him, and he also wanted to kill... Um, the men, the, the type of man that they were attracted to, and then to do so, he also he he wanted to lure them into his apartment, which he was going to make a torture chamber, and to do so, he had to kill. In his mind, he had to kill his roommates, um, so his apartment would be empty, so he could lure these people into his torture chamber. So he also killed three of his roommates, who you know who weren't really the type of guy that he disliked they were just you know these nerdy roommates in his words nerdy roommates um, that just had to be taken out so he could go forward with his plan wow so so he actually killed his three of his roommates but if he kills he killed how is he gonna yeah sorry go ahead no it's just gonna how is he gonna get rent <laughs> <laughs> well his past <laughs> paid his rent his parents, he, he wasn't even in college anymore he had dropped out of college and, and his parents still thought he was in college because he was lying to them so they they paid for his college and spending money and rent. And so I know you were joking, but yeah, like, um, so he was fine in that matter. Hmm. Well, that's good. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how did he kill his roommates? Like, what did he do to them? Like, uh, cause. Oh, uh, well, there was the, actually, I said roommates. So there were two roommates and another one that was a friend and he, he, he stabbed them one by one when they came home, meaning he'd, he'd stabbed one and then he dragged them into a room and, and put towels over them and he stabbed the next. And this is a guy who's like, he's, I mean, I don't know his exact weight and height, but he's like about 5'4", maybe, was about 5'4", maybe 135, never had been violent in his life. Like, had never done anything violent before. So he, one by one, he, he stabbed the three people and then put them in a room with them. Um, with blankets and towels over them and so on and so forth. Wow. So then his next move, he was going to go out and um, how was he going to get people back to his apartment and torture them? Well, that, yeah, so he was going to lure them in, but then after he did this, because, see, the thing is, as we talk about this, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Elliot Roger wrote a manifesto called um, My Twisted World. So it's a very long manifesto, and you, you can find it on the net, it's not published anywhere for obvious reasons, but so when I say this stuff, I mean, this is all actually coming from him, you know? So, so at that point he realized that, that, you know, he had, you know, he had three corpses in his, in his, in his apartment and one, he'd never been able to lure a woman into his apartment, even when he didn't have three corpses in there, you know, which is part of the reason that he's in this situation in the first place. So, so instead he decides to go out, and um, and just start. He abandons that part of his plan for the torture chamber, and he, he decides to go out and just start taking revenge 
um, on these people. Well, a bit late for the people in his apartment that are dead. Yeah, no, I, I know very much so. So, so how would he? How would he? What was his intent? On, was he? What was he going to do to these people uh, that he found? God, I mean, you're asking these questions, and it's like, okay, so he, the people that he found, he was going to, he was going to torture. Um, he was going to torture them, and then he was going to kill them. And then this was like a really big thing for him. He was going to put their heads in um, bags and then bring the bags with him when he went out to the next part of his plan, which was to go just kill people in the in the town of Isla Vista. Not just people, but, but women in particular, sororities and, and so on and so forth. And then he was going to dump the heads. He was going to dump the heads on the street. Um, to show everyone how powerful he was when he started, like, you know, doing such things. And this is actually what he wrote as his plan. Um, wow. It wasn't a very good plan, you know, so, obviously. So, see, he did some things before he did the killings, too. He did some strange things as well. Yeah, we kind of jumped past that. So, yeah, like, he, he started doing a lot of things where he would um, he would drive, um, past once, like he drove past a couple attractive women, and he and he smiled at them, and they just kind of looked away and rolled their eyes. So then he would dro- he drove back, and he would he threw his um like Starbucks latte on their pants, and then drove off. Another time, he was at a park, and um, there were a bunch of jocks, as he would call them, playing football, and a bunch of young women that he thought were very attractive laying around them, and he got so mad because that's the thing he would get incredibly mad. Like, whenever you would just even see an attractive woman with a guy, you'd get incredibly angry. So he went to a store. I think he went to a Walmart, and he bought, like, a super soaker, and he filled it with orange juice. And then he went back and ran up to the men and, and the women and sprayed them with a super soaker with orange juice, and then he ran away and got back in his car. So for a period of time, he was doing a lot of different things like this, like random, bizarre things where he would, you know, throw coffee on people, and so on and so forth and speed off in his car. Not just people, but always attractive woman or attractive woman and a guy hmm. that he saw. So there's a period of about a year he was doing stuff like this. Uh, I do that now. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a weird case. I was amazed that nobody ever wrote about it before, to be honest with you, because, I mean, I, I, you know, the case is, like, top of the line weird. Yeah. Well, I, I I first heard about it um, in cells. Um, wasn't that the guy in Toronto that ran over people? Yeah. And he was yeah, yeah, an and attack. He, yeah. yeah, and he, before he did, he, he was writing on Facebook, like, you know, things like um, Alex, Alec Manassian, I believe his That's name him, yep. like, you know, Yeah, I, I never know how to pronounce his last name, which is, you know, he's in the book, but I, you know, but anyway, um, yeah, he wrote The Incel Rebellion has, has Begun. He referenced Elliot Roger a bunch of times. You know, there's been other guys, too, that have done lesser things, but Manassian's the next um, the next biggest one after Roger, I would say. Well, so so what, what uh, okay, I'm trying to get, like, if they do a write on Facebook and they do manifestos and, and they're, they're really into this, what is the outcome that they expect? Like, at the end... Um, when they go out killing people and showing them how powerful they are and uh, and uh, doing all of this damage, what is the end game? Well, Elliot knew he was going to die 
um, he, he ended up shooting himself in the head after he went on his little rampage after, um, after he killed the three, the three roommates. Um, and he wrote a lot about that in his manifesto about like how he kept kind of hoping, he kept hoping, Oh, if I just found a girlfriend, I won't have to do this. I won't have to do this. I won't have to die. Um, you know, and he, he kept trying to do, he'd play the lottery all the time because like, oh, if I got rich, you know, women like rich guys. So if I got rich, and when I say all the time, I mean, he played it obsessively. Just like, if I got rich, then, then I won't have to kill everybody because then I'll, I'll get rich and I'll have a beautiful woman. But when he, when he finally did this, cause he was planning it for, for months. So like at one point he hurt himself and he, he was like, I'm not ready to do it. He, he was prepared to die. He he was like, I can't be arrested. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die. So, um, Manassian, he's in, he's in prison, and I'm not really sure, like what, what his goal is. There's another guy in Florida, Scott Beerley, um, B-I-E-R-L-E. Um, he's a guy in Tallahassee that was arrested a bunch of times for grabbing women's butts, and then he went into a yoga studio and shot up, you know, shot up the yoga studio. He, he shot himself too. He killed himself. Um, there's a guy named Chris Harper Mercer. He killed himself. He went to a college in Oregon, killed some people, and he killed himself. So other than Manassian, I think. Hmm. I mean, so, I don't know. So, so they're yeah. they're kind of thinking they're going to die anyway. So, uh, I guess their anger is just so much at this point. Like Elliot was just so angry, and he really felt that he was right. He really felt that that humanity had wronged him, and he didn't want to do this, and so on and so forth, and. um you know that he didn't have a choice, and, and it, it really bizarre, very, very bizarre. Well, he was a he was a weird looking dude. Like he, uh, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I know, you know he, uh, and I understand. <laughs> Maybe that's where he is coming from. Uh, he knows he's a weird looking dude. He's he's got strange looking jaw and mouth and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, I, <laughs> I really have a hard time with this guy because uh, I'm not entirely sure about um whether he was even honest with himself about who he was yeah well i mean that's that's kind of what i was alluding to so so again i mean what i find really there's a lot of things interesting but this guy and a lot of other guys like he would not meaning elliot you know he he would not meet or ask out or want to have sex with an average looking woman you know, that wasn't anything that he was interested in at all. In fact, if he if he knew a guy was, like, having sex that he knew, if the guy was having sex with a woman that Elliot didn't deem incredibly attractive, it made him feel better. He was like, well, I would never do that. You know, I wouldn't think so low to have sex with somebody like that. So, yeah, just a lot of, like, you know, things going on in his brain that just were not lining up, you know, Yeah. sure. Yeah, sure. I, I, I see him, and I, I see what you mean. I'm looking at pictures of him online. So he's, uh, but he's not real. Like you don't look at him, and go, oh my god, that's awful. Like, um, no, I no. Mean, I, I just sort of think that. Uh, what, so what's his background? What is his family and situation? And how did he grow up? Was there some sort of problem when he, when he was still a child or early teenage? Well, no, I mean, well, two things. Like, one, his background is that his father is a guy named Peter Roger. He was like a second director in the Hunger Games, and he, 
he did like a, a movie called Oh My God with a question mark, Oh My God, question mark, which is he put out himself. It didn't do very well, but he came from money. He was definitely like, if he wasn't quite rich, he was he was almost rich. And um, his parents got divorced and his, his father remarried. But there really wasn't anything like about his background other than the fact that, that you know, he's... There's, he's definitely he definitely has some mental health issues, obviously, um, and he was diagnosed with being on the offsides of the spectrum, and he definitely had some OCD things. But as time went, this is when he was very young and small, and he was incredibly shy. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't talk in school, and he was very very quiet. But there wasn't anything that would lead anybody to think that he was going to do anything like this. And and as I said, he was completely isolated to the extent that. When he did see his parents, he just completely he lied to them about everything and said, "Oh, everything's fine," and so on and so forth. But, mm. but um, so no one knew anything about what was really going on with them. Right, right. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I wonder. I just wonder because, um, yeah, it's just how you can grow up and go through your whole teenage years and all that stuff, and and uh, nobody. You know, he never hooked up with anybody, you know, or didn't have close friends and stuff. But I guess it happens. Well, I mean, he would occasionally. So they knew something was going on with him, except that, you know, at one point he was in school and he just he had a panic attack in the hallway. And, you know, I'm getting back to your point in a second. But so they knew something was going on, but they just thought, you know, he was shy and, you know, but he occasionally would have friends. But then he would sort of drive the friends away by by acting very bizarrely um, in large part, even about the female thing where he would, he'd be at a restaurant with a friend or whatever. And an attractive woman would come in with a boyfriend and he'd get really angry and, and start saying really weird things. So he would drive his friends away, um, you know, because he was so weird. Right. Um, any chance he was gay? I would say definitely not. I mean, he's so like, if, I'm not even recommending you do read the manifesto, but I mean, it's 120,000 words long and like 90,000 of them are basically about, about him being obsessed with, with women. So I don't yeah. think so. Wow. What a story. So now how, so how, when he killed all these people, was it all in one day or, or let's talk about that. Yeah, well, so after he let, so after he did what he did in the, um, after he killed his three, the two roommates and their friend, um, then he kind of hung out with them for the night, and then the next day he he uploaded his video, which which is um, you can find on the internet, but um, he, he put up a video basically saying what he was going to do, and at the same point as he put up the video, the video is really creepy. I mean, he's he's. It's, it's kind of internet famous in a sense, but people always take it down and then someone else will put it back up because it's just so it's disturbing. He basically says, okay, now you've, you've ruined my life and now I'm going to kill all the women and men who look down on me and so on and so forth. Then he sent his manifesto to his parents, um, his um, life coach, because he had a life coach, and um, one or two other people. And well, that's, that's anyway. what you want to proofread your your manifesto, I guess. Your life, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So then he so then he went out. At the same point that he goes out, of course, his mother gets the manifesto. Um, she freaks out, calls his father. They're divorced at the time, so they all start driving to Santa Barbara. 
um, you know, and, and, and they call the police. And so the first thing he does is he goes to a sorority because he had this big plan that he was going to go to the sorority where all the hottest women lived and go in and kill all of them. So he knocks on the door and, like, no one answers. <laughs> you know, like, they don't let him in. So he's out there for, like, he's out there for, like, five minutes or something, literally, like, um, knocking on the door, and, and, and no one lets him in. So then he's like, what the hell? You know, like, first my torture chamber idea, like, went wrong, and now, like, you know, no, no one's going to let me into the sorority. So then he he basically just started, he basically just started shooting um, random people on the um on the street, he, he shot two women, we shot three women, um, two of whom, one of whom died, like, right away, and then he just ran, he drove down the street, he shot another guy that was, a guy that was in the deli, he started hitting people with his car, side swiping people with his car, like, running over bicyclists, so on and so forth, um, so it went from this, this thing that he was going to, um, you know, do this very designed plan to him just driving down the streets like a madman, like shooting at anything that moved. Um, a bunch of police came to the scene. They shot at him. One of them hit him in the hip. He crashed into a he crashed into a, a car, and then um, he shot himself in the head. And um, he killed three people. And well, he killed six entirely, counting the three that he killed before he went out on the rampage. Um, and wounded, I'm I'm going to be off a little bit, but it was like maybe 17, 18, 19 people. Hmm. Um, so know. does his life coach still have a job? <laughs> Boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, he lied to everybody, so that's the thing. I mean, he lied to absolutely everybody. Like, like, yeah. you know. um, and I don't think he really saw his life coach very often, to be honest with you, but yeah. I always probably, feel like... These guys, you know, they go out and go on a rampage and then take care of themselves. I, I think they should probably start there, and uh, that would be the end of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, again, it's a very, um, it's a very odd, it's a very odd story. And as I mentioned, like he, when it happened, he, he's one of these people that that myself and and some of my friends, because we're you know we're a weird bunch, like you know crime writers often are but like we i was very aware of him and um he's somebody that i've, I've been aware of for, for quite a while and there's a lot of other people that have no idea you know who he is at all but the, the story itself is definitely one of the more odd um you know massacre spree killer kind of um kind of stories that that i've heard he's just um he's one of a kind so is that what attracted you to the story in the first place yeah, well, I think I think the insult thing too. I mean, if you go on the if you go on the website, it's just so bizarre. And, and um, um, you know, I've always been kind of interested in subcultures in general. But yeah, I mean, it was it was um, it, you know, the first book I ever wrote in this genre was with Gil Valley's the, the Cannibal Cop, and it was the same thing. I remember I was just I was reading about it, and I was like, this is just fascinating, you know. So um, there's certain ones, and Elliot Rogers, another one that it's just stuck in my head. Um, I interviewed you know. Gil. I, I, I talked. Yeah, to him. yeah, that's right. You did. Yeah. That's right. You did. Yeah, yeah. When that book came out, yeah, he's he's. I still am in touch with Gil. Believe it or not, he's yeah. he's he's also an interesting character. Yeah, the one yeah. that never actually did anything. You know. Yeah, I just thought about it. Um, right. I'm lo- I'm looking at their website right now, and there's 1,288 people online right now. 
11,000 members and 2.6 million posts. Well, yeah. That that is that's that's a lot of angry guys. Yeah, and if you look, I mean, I, it, if you you know, maybe I can pull it up because my laptop's right here too. But I mean, it's just a variety of posts that um that that. Um, do, you, do you think you know, this is? You, a, but do you think this is something that's new um, to us in in society, or is this something that before the web it was still going on, but we just didn't realize it, or? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I think the other thing is too is is obviously there are a lot of people that that are that are involuntarily celibate that aren't incels, so to speak, where where a lot of people will be like, well, that's a situation and not a movement, and that's totally true. I mean, there's all sorts of men and women out there um, that, but again, they believe that there aren't any. These guys don't believe there are any incel woman because they're like a woman can have sex anytime they want in their in their opinion um so i mean it's a good question because i think back in the day you were just like oh, i'm a virgin and and i wish i, I wish i wasn't and and you kind of kept that to yourself right in my experience anyway people wouldn't come right out and talk about it um so this, in this situation they've all a lot of people have gathered together and um in theory, are supporting each other, but at the same point, they're supporting each other often by saying some pretty horrible things. Well, I just know? wonder because back in the in the old days, in the '60s and '70s, you always had that 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 the guy with, that was a bachelor and never got married, and they always thought, well, you know, he's probably gay, but nobody talked about that. I wonder if right. some, some of them were incels and they just left them alone, but. Maybe they right. Maybe. I mean, and that's and that's possible. I mean, with Elliot again, it was like you know, he's he's just he was just obsessed with. It was always a beautiful blonde woman, you know. It was never even a brunette, you know. He was just um, <laughs> you know, but you know, you. But you're right. I mean, but you're right in the sense of like you know, yeah. Back back then, it would be you know, you, the internet's changed everything um, in that in that sort of in that sort of way, and and of course, like most of these guys. A lot of these guys, anyway, are just trolling. I mean, they get on the internet and they're just messing with people. And the fact that somebody might read their stuff and be blown away by it is exactly what they're looking for. So, I mean, they're not all serious when they say the things that they say about about women or, or violence or so on and so forth. But then somebody like Alex Elliot or like Manassian comes along and and then you go, oh, some of these guys are serious, you know, and it becomes, um, you know. So has law, law, has law enforcement sort of taken this on and sort of do they keep an eye on incels or do they think about that or do you think it's just a Yeah, I mean they they do. There there's there's um you know, it's definitely something that 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 is monitored and and I'm sure there's a lot of people on this website that are that are fake even, you know, monitoring the website and so on and so forth and um it's also the kind of thing where sometimes somebody even gets identified as a Nicholas Cruz, for example, the Parkland shooter. Right. Like he, um, he said a couple things about Elliot. Rod I mean, Elliot Rogers like referenced by like so many different school shooters and so on and so forth. But he he said a few things on Facebook about Elliot Rogers and so on and so forth. So some people consider him to you know to be an insult killer. Where he obviously had a myriad of different things that were going on with him. It wasn't just you know a woman don't like me. So um, it's kind of spread and it's it's something that. It's something that I'm sure law enforcement keeps an eye on at this point. 
Do you see this uh, to be a growing problem, or do you think it's just going to fade away? I mean, I, I tend to be the kind of person that, that you know, I mean, as we've talked about, even like, you know, me talking about Gil, and, and Gil and I are friends, you know, so I'm not the most judgmental person, if you, you know, obviously. So, so in this kind of situation, I'm not, I don't even know if it's a growing problem. I think what happens is the more the media, you know, kind of makes it into a growing problem, the more it might be a growing problem. I mean, there's, there's not like a, there's not like scores of incels like marching down the street, like committing like violent crimes. It's just been a handful, but it's certainly jarring when somebody, Elliot was the, it was a guy named George Sodini like years ago that, that was kind of considered the OG incel. <laughs> that that um that before like you know even like you know that 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 wrote a lot on a blog about about how he was going to kill women because no woman liked him. That's the the overarching theme is that these guys are going to do this because women don't like them. I mean that's sort of like the you know the as far as the crime aspect of the insult thing goes. But but since Elliot Roger, I mean he's been referenced numerous times, and that's all in the book too. I, in the last chapter, I go through the the other you know. Um, so-called insult um, murderers or people that attempted murder, and they all referenced Elliot Roger or insults or so on and so forth. But it's still it's hard to tell how much of it's because it's the internet. It's hard to tell how much of it's really the reason and how much of it's them just like playing around with Elliot. It was really the reason. With Manassian, I would also say it's really it was really the reason. Wow, wow! Just finding out so many things about so many people that we didn't know about just from the by having the internet you know yeah well that yeah that's that's definitely true i mean it's it's um it's a good question to ask it's a bigger problem because it it's a bigger problem just because of the internet i mean back in the day it wouldn't be something that you would feel emboldened by you know to talk to like another you whatever number is like another ten thousand people yeah, you know, right. kind of egging egging you on and saying, "Oh, I get what you're saying." You know, back then you wouldn't you wouldn't even tell your friends that you were that no. you were a virgin. You would you would kind of try to keep it under your hat. Right, right. You know? they, they'd laugh at you, right? So yeah, they would. <laughs> when I was when I was growing up, when I was growing up, you, they definitely would. I mean, you know, I didn't. You know, before yeah. I lost my virginity, I I didn't go around like telling everybody how hard it was to to lose my virginity. It just wasn't done. Right. I didn't think you know. he'd lost it yet. <laughs> oh man, it was it was actually last Sunday. But yeah, oh. Maybe well, this whole this whole movement is now a hitch in that process of you know having your that sort of embarrassment as you grow up. Now you find a community and you kind of get stuck there. Yeah, and they're also just as a just as an anecdote. Um, they're also a lot of these guys so. Um, there might be a guy that says he's an insult and he goes on a podcast or something. And then if you look at, at the website or other websites, they'll be like, well, that guy said he had a girlfriend in seventh grade. I'm not making this up. Yeah. There's a guy that this just happened with. So he's not an insult. Like, you know, it's almost like this is exclusive club now where then they'll even say, oh, well, you're not an insult. Like, you know, you kissed somebody like when you were 12. Um, you know, it's it's very very black and white to the real hardcore guys. Wow. Whole new little subculture going on. And nobody yeah, told never me. Yeah, never let it down. 
<laughs> Nobody called me. I should have been there. Yeah. Oh, no. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is quite the book. Um, so now the book is coming out. It's called The Gentleman Killer. Um, wh- where do you plan on um, going after this? I've got a couple things. I've always had a couple things that I'm working on. Um yeah. You know, it's it's just sort of the nature of the, as you know, it's the nature yeah. of the business. You just have to keep um, you have to keep active. But yeah, the book comes out on on the seventeenth, so um, I'm just gonna like bust it for a little bit, like trying to get trying to promote it, um, and then just keep working on my other projects and see um, see where they go. It's hard because you know, it's like I've got I've got one thing I'm working on that that I'm like kind of shopping right now, and I can't I can't really like come out and say it, you know. Um, but it's weird, you know. It's another, it's another odd, it's another odd book. But. Good writing about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, do you have a website now? I, I don't remember. Do you have a website? People. Can yeah, I do. It's um, it's it's brianwhitneyauthor.com. I do have a website. Okay, we'll have that linked up. We'll have the book linked up so people. Uh, awesome. If you want a really good book, uh, buy it. Um. Well, fantastic. Thank you for being here. Our guest is Brian Whitney. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. By George, he's got it. It is the end. I'll see you. If you're lying to me, I'll be back. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. 